Blog Talk Radio. This fall, the Fantasy Sports Channel will make history all over again with even more live fantasy sports radio than anywhere on the planet. At least 12 hours of fantasy football, baseball, basketball, and hockey action each Monday through Friday. Plus more fantasy sports talk every Saturday and Sunday. More than 50 shows in all from the best fantasy sportscasters in the business. Try getting that on your radio dial. The Fantasy Sports Channel, only on Blog Talk Radio. It's a schedule you can bet on. Week 11 in the National Football League. You've spent countless hours, some of you thousands of dollars. There's no room for mistakes now. You've got to get it right. Let's go, guys. 60 seconds. Red versus blue is next. One bleeds red, and one bleeds blue. Two friends, one heated rivalry. It's intense. It's no holds barred. It's game time. On Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, with your host Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Scott and Mike and their versatility bring new light to many topics in and out of the world of fantasy sports. Guests can reach the show by calling 347-324-5404. Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. Let's hope they're still friends afterwards. Here they are, Scott and Mike. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Week 11 action in the National Football League. This is Red vs. Blue, high-stakes fantasy radio. I am Scott Atkins, team legacy in the world of high-stakes fantasy football, and we are going to jump right to it. We have no time to waste. As always, I'm joined by my big blue co-host from Brandenburg, Kentucky, Michael Trent. And, Mike, what a game we saw last Sunday night. No kidding, Scott. Uh, that was unbelievable. Uh, Colts, Pats, I mean, what should you expect? It, looked, it seemed like it was going to be a New England beatdown on Indianapolis at home, and then uh, some questionable decisions made uh, made, that, made that a real game. But uh, we're looking forward to uh, week 11, 12, 13, uh, different things that are going to happen as far as by, we're over with the bye weeks. So we don't have to worry about that, but we have a couple of injury updates and uh, different stuff. But Coach Pass, mm. what's your take on the uh, fourth and two, Scott? Fourth and okay. Two. Well, we said we were going to talk about this earlier tonight, Mike, and, and we definitely have to. I, I want to break down all the matches we can. But, the you know, the, that Colts patriots game was already on NFL uh, Classic. It was already on the, the classics on uh, the NFL Network on Wednesday. It, did, it took a couple of days, but it was already on, and I was actually watching it again. As a matter of fact, on Monday night, did you catch yourself? I still had it DVR'd. I, I had it recorded, so I was going back. Forget about the Browns game. I was going back and watching yeah. that, that Colts game because it was just so memorable. Wife was asleep already here in Indy, and, you know, I was nudging her, trying to wake her up, telling her, look at this, you can't, you're not going to believe this, you know. But, okay, here's my take, Mike. Well, here's my take. You can tell me what you think. man. I I think I know where you stand already. Uh, But I I think it was absolutely the wrong call. Um, I've heard a lot of different opinions, and we all have a lot of different takes on why that is. You know, they couldn't stop Peyton Manning. He was in a zone. Uh, You don't want to do that. But this is is more than just a one-man game, okay? This is – there's 11 men on the field on the offense, and there's also 11 men on the field in the defense, and you have special teams involved. There's 11 men on the field on special teams. So, you know, there's so many moving parts in this game. First of all, you have to kick the ball off, and you have to get it down there. And if you're the Colts, you have to catch it. You actually have to get it in your arms, catch it, down the ball, fair catch it, whatever. There's lots of different things that could go wrong there always, or always is. And then you're talking about Peyton Manning coming on the field. Okay, well, that's deadly, right? But there's eleven other, there's ten other guys on the field that can mess this thing up. 
There's also a defense with 11 guys that can mess this thing up, a tipped ball at the line of scrimmage, uh, you know, a sack, an off, you know, a, a holding penalty, Mike, knocks you back 10 yards, and now you got to go, you know, maybe second and 20 now or, or, you know, something crazy like that. Really, I mean, and that's nothing out of the ordinary, a holding call. Uh, and a ball can get tipped if you're a wide receiver. It tips it, you know, it gets out of your hands and bounces off. And you've had Garcon sure. and Colley that Garcon and Colley had dropped balls all night long. So you've got you've got a lot of different angles there. The the, the final thing I'll say is this: if it's if, if you if you're going to go for it on fourth and one or what they call fourth and two on third down, why not just run the ball and take two runs at those two yards? You you tell me in two in two runs you can't get two yards on the on the Colts defense. So so that right there that was a a, a bad a bad coaching call by Belichick anyway. But, Mike, what do you think? Did, did Brady well, talk Belichick into it, or did, or did Belichick send out the orders? Well, first off, uh, honestly, it's I thought it was a good call. And the reason I say that is because you have to have confidence in, in your team to get this thing done. We're talking about a yard and a half. Uh, let's face it, if he pulls it in, the receiver pulls it in on fourth and two, it's a done deal. First down, the game is over. All right, we're talking about a, a matter of, uh, you know, a matter of inches. So, uh, but he bobbled it, and then he pulled it in, and uh, it, was, it was too late. Um, it, was, it was just a different call, but I still stand true to the call, and I, Tom Brady, he's, he, he's not going to say, well, no, it's a bad call because he's going to stand up for Coach Belichick. Uh, it, was, it was a good call, and it was a call that I think Tom Brady instrumented because, you know, Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick usually he pulls, he pulls the punches. He, he says, this is what we're going to do, this is what we're going to do. But if you look on the sideline, you can, you can see Tom Brady, he's telling Bill, it's like, Coach, come on, man, we got this, we got this, I got this play, I got this play. And, uh, and Bill just kind of went every once in a while, and he, he was like, okay, do it, do it. Uh, so I don't think I've ever seen Bill Belichick give in to a player the way he did right then and there. So I think it was Tom Brady's call, but at the end of the day, Tom Brady stood up and said, hey, Coach, Coach made the call, and uh, Bill Belichick said, I made the call. and uh, But I still stand behind the call, Scott. Well, that's one heck of a, a player to cave into, Tom Brady. So, you know, either way, Mike, who's the better team, Colts or Patriots? Um, well, in my opinion, uh, Indianapolis is right now, right now. And uh, there, there's a big difference between uh, November 20th than uh, December 20th. Uh, I think New England can get a lot done, but Indianapolis, that they got so much resiliency and uh, so much can get done at the end of the day because they continue to just pound you and pound you and pound you. When they're down, they still keep going. Um, yeah. And so does New England. I mean, that, that's nothing nothing against New England, but uh, I think the addition of uh, Joseph Adai and a lot of run game for Indianapolis is going to Pay big dividends for them versus New England. Hey, the phone number is 347-324-5404. If you have a question that you are counting on for the playoffs, give us a call. We'd be happy to help you, happy to answer any way we can. Uh, we are on the fantasysportschannel.com, fsc.fm. We're streaming live there. You can obviously download us on your iTunes, uh, and you can listen to us live on iTunes radio. Um, but uh, definitely, if you missed the show, you know, just come back for the podcast. Uh, or if you have to leave us, come back for the podcast. It'll be there. You can hit the little subscribe button. It'll go right into your iTunes and update your podcast. You can get us every single week. We're here every Friday night, 11 o'clock, Eastern Standard Time. We're here for one hour, sometimes two, depends on the show. Uh, we've got a great crew in here, the Red versus Blue crew in the chat room. They're here. They can answer your questions in the chat. If you don't want to come on the air, come on into the chat room, answer your question there. These guys are high-stakes fantasy players. Uh, they spend thousands of dollars and thousands of hours throughout the year on fantasy football, our addiction, our passion. Uh, Azuri's in the chat room. Cocktails and Dreams, your FFPC grand champion last year. Fantasy Mojo uh, from FantasyMojo.com. Darren Armani's with us. Garbage Points, Victus Peasy, Four Sheezy's in the chat room. King of Queens, Glenn Schroeder. 
a proven professional in the world of high stakes fantasy football. Rampo Shotgun, sports betting man, is here. Lance, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, some of these guys, I mean, when they jump in uh, and throw out their opinions as well, just in the chat room, you know, don't think I don't take some notes and uh, just write it down. Uh, you and I as, as hosts and co-hosts, I mean, we, we'd love to do this show, but without them, uh, this show probably wouldn't uh, wouldn't make it to where we are right now. So it, it's great to have them there, and uh, I'll just keep making notes. We have a question in the chat room already from Shot Caller. Burleson or Charles this week? Point per reception, world championship of fantasy football on the line. Mike Burleson or Charles, obviously last week with Seattle. Uh, just let's talk about Seattle for a second. Burleson had laid the goose egg. Hasselback has been very hot, number 10 over the last four weeks. Now, Hushmanzada, was, he was the wide receiver that exploded last week with 17 targets. Branch was next with eight targets. Nate had five, couldn't do a thing with him. You could see the disgust on his face last week. But the Vikes are 23rd in the league versus the pass. They're so stout against the run, uh, you can't be strong everywhere unless you're Pittsburgh. You know, Minnesota does have a weakness, and it is against the pass, but they're first in the league in the sacks. So Seattle, conversely, 22nd in the league with sacks allowed, 23 of them. They're going to get pressured, and it depends on how – uh, Hasselbeck gets rid of this ball. Burleson, this, Summer in the chat room thing, saying it's a revenge gonna, game. It's going to depend on a lot of luck on uh, if uh, if Hasselbeck gets enough time in that pocket because, let's face it, Seattle's the, Seattle's going to be coming from behind. Uh, yeah. We know that. It's at, it's at Minnesota, so uh, they're going to be coming from behind. There's no going to be no running game involved. Wh- what target does he have? Is it going to be, you know – what what wide receiver target is it going to have? Is it going to be Burleson? Uh, you know, is it going to who, who's Mazzotta? I You don't yep. know. Well, and we're going how to have much to see. pressure? Burleson uh, used to play for Minnesota, so again, some are calling it a revenge game in the chat room. Uh, John Zaleski's in the chat room with us. Uh, FantasyFactor.com. Welcome, John, to Red versus Blue. Always welcome to join the crew. Uh, Mike, it's a tough decision here. So we've got Burleson. Uh, playing Minnesota, or we've got Jamal Charles with a brutal matchup against Pittsburgh. Let's talk about Pitt right now. Uh, Pitt is not a team you ever want to play uh, your, your starters against. It's just one of those things. Pittsburgh is number one in the league against scoring running backs. Not going to be a very nice game for uh, no. Jamal Charles. Now, you know, this Castle situation, though, Mike, he's been very erratic. Only nine passing touchdowns allowed through nine games for Pittsburgh. So you've got these two forces colliding here. Uh, one is going to lay down, and Pittsburgh is going to roll all over them. KC's 31st with 32 sacks allowed, okay? 31st in right. the league. They just get pummeled, that O-line. Bo's been suspended. Chambers becomes yep. your instant number one with Absolutely. Lance Long. Uh, Bobby Wade's going to be active this week. Long, this kid, he's 5'11", generously maybe by a couple of inches. I don't, I'm not sure. But he's described as a hard worker who doesn't make mistakes. Mike, I saw him. Uh, you know, he missed a, a key block last week at Oakland. And um, I don't know. He's a good player, though. And and he comes from Arizona where Haley was the offensive coordinator. Long was a rookie free agent. There's, there's a connection here. Casey's going to have to throw. You're not going to be able to run against Pittsburgh. Mike, is yeah, Charles a better well, matchup than Burleson? I picked up Lance Long uh, two weeks ago. Uh I didn't envision the situation with Dwayne Bow, but, uh, you know, I, I picked up Lance Long, and uh, I thought that would uh, make things better uh, for my team. But uh, when you're at home, uh, I don't care if you're at home in Nome or wherever, uh, you're you're facing the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. Uh, Jamal Charles, Nate Burleson, got to go with Burleson in this situation. Three four seven three two four five four zero four. My goodness, Rampo with a question in the chat room that'll just blow your mind. He needs to start three of these six studly wide receivers: Reggie Wayne, Brandon Marshall, Vincent Jackson, Sims Walker, Deshaun Jackson, and Miles Austin. Yeah, it's an FFOC league, so he definitely went heavy. Uh, with his wide receivers. Wayne, obviously, is a must-start. Let's cross that one off. You've got two left. Uh, let's see. Uh, Milwaukee Moore is running back. 
Vincent Jackson against Denver. Uh, Denver is a little stout against the pass, so we'll take a take another look at that one. Uh, you've got Marshall against San Diego, and San Diego uh, is again uh, a team that's rather stout against the pass. You've got Sims Walker in Jacksonville taking on Buffalo. That's not a game you want to play your wide receivers. They're number nope. uh, two against the pass in the league. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Deshaun Jackson is an option. Boy, it's hard to bench Deshaun Jackson right now with his big play. You know, Mike, uh, they're yeah, playing absolutely. Chicago. I know you want to break that game down. Let's let, let's go ahead and go to that game. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll keep up on this for you at Rampo. Uh, but we've got Wayne right now, and I think we've got Deshaun Jackson. Mike, you wanted to talk about Philly Chicago, didn't you? Yeah, I do. Uh, just a little bit. Uh, the Sunday night game, Philly at Chicago. Uh, this is big time trouble for Philly. They have to win this game. They know they have to win this game in the NFC to uh, be a you know to be in the mix as far as the playoffs go. And uh, Chicago, they're kind of in the same way. Uh, Matt Forte has been a big disappointment. And if you uh, if you wouldn't mind, Scott, just uh, kind of write down Matt Forte, and uh, I'd like to talk about him as well. Uh, but uh, you know, both of these teams, fantasy wise, uh, Donovan McNabb, he he has been the man. And where else is it going to go? Deshaun Jackson is going to be. I think it's going to make a big impact on this game, um, but I don't know if it's going to be enough because uh, Chicago, they know they have to win the game, and so does Philly. So, And with Westbrook out, uh, they're going to have to revert back to Deshaun. So I don't know. It's it's a tough game uh, for both, and they both know they have to win. Smash mouth football, and uh, I don't well, see Donovan McNabb putting up 350 yards passing or 400 yards passing. Well, I like your take on that, Mike. Philly at Chicago is an interesting game. Macklin is the question mark here. If you're, an, if you're a Macklin owner and you're hurting, you saw a pretty good game from him last week, six for 76 and a touchdown versus San Diego. But, again, gang, that's on eight targets. McNabb threw 55 times, okay? That was a game that was just – I mean, it was a pass fest the entire second half. They came back on San Diego. But let's talk about the Bears. The Bears allow 12 receptions, 142 yards a game, and about two touchdowns every game to opposing wide receivers. Um, and, you know, so Chicago, and again, you're in Chicago. You could always have high wins there. Uh, that's a game that I'm that I'm watching. But Deshaun Jackson's Better about watch a must the weather start. channel on that one. Deshaun Jackson has the big playability, more, than, more so than I think any wide receiver in this league right now. Deshaun Jackson can catch you for a 50-yard bomb and have you 12 points in one play in about six seconds. Okay, yep, I agree. This, this, is a, this is a guy I can't bench. And so John, uh, John's a left in the chat room from Fantasy Factor. I saw this question posted on Facebook earlier today. He has five wide receivers, Mike, that he needs to consider. Uh, Vincent Jackson at Denver. Deshaun Jackson against Chicago at Chicago. Uh, Hushman Zada in the Dome at Minnesota. Sidney Rice. Uh, he's got him at home against Ooh. Seattle, and then he's also got Roddy White against the Giants. And and I think, and I think based on past performance, and I hate to say this, I think I bench Roddy, Roddy White, bench just Roddy. because bench I, Roddy. I, I don't. Yeah, we, we've got some injury concerns with Roddy John. I know you know this, and he's definitely got the big play potential. I, I'd hate to see something go wrong here in a in a pivotal game for you. But with Hoosh getting 17 targets, you can't bench him right now. Deshaun, again, he's a guy, like I said, that gets you 12 points in, in a second. Uh, Vincent but then, Jackson but, but at then Denver. Again, Go ahead. On the, other, on the other side of it, Scott, though, uh, Margot Turner being hurt. Atlanta, I, I don't know. Roddy White could be that much uh, more formidable. Roddy White is obviously formidable, but he's had a couple of games here in a row uh, that this helped. This knee, he didn't practice Wednesday, and he's still limited Thursday and Friday. We're still not seeing full practices out of this guy, and he's been playing. And and I don't know, you've got a lack of a running game here this week uh, with Snelling. It's it, it, it's a tough one. I I don't know. I'm 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 paused right now with that it, question. It, Let it, me come tough. back to it a little bit later. I think I bench Roddy at this point just because of the health I reasons. I don't take a chance. Um, speaking of injuries, Mike Michael Turner. Um, yep. Geez. With an ankle injury, you you draft Turnell. He's doubtful. I, I'd say I'd say out. Okay, 
Snelling is getting the yep. nod here. This kid is 5'11", 223. He's a big back. He doesn't have Turner's speed. He doesn't have his quickness. Uh, but he's going to get a lot of carries. He's going to get a lot of carries. Well, Norwood practiced for the first time in five weeks, Mike, giving them hope that he can play against the G-men. Talk about this game. But but Norwood's second consecutive day of practice. Well, I'm going to talk about systems right now. Um, if you're if you're in the right system and if you have the right guys backing you up, uh, it will work out. It will work out. It works out every time. Just like Matt Castle worked out in New England under the right system. Matt Castle goes to New England, or um, I'm sorry, to Kansas City. Not the same system. Systems work, Scott. That's just the way I believe. Yeah. Well, and they're playing the Giants this week, Mike. Uh, Giants are 15th against the run. The Giants are coming out well-rested and probably pissed off. Excuse my friends, but they have a couple of losses <laughs> here are. in a row. And, but listen, in the previous week, Philly blew up the Giants' defensive uh, unit. Uh, Philly ran for like 200 yards, 24 for 180 and two. That was without Brian Westbrook. So the Giants aren't exactly uh, hot right now against the run. Snelling is a guy that if you have him – you are going to uh, have to start him. you got to start him. Yeah, you uh, almost you have to, but, but I, would like to I, I would like to hear from other owners that have Snelling and their other options because, yeah. I, you know, I'm not sold on Snelling and, uh, because no. I, I, I'm just not. But, but if they don't have any other options, then, yeah, he's the one to go with. Well, again, watch the Norwood situation. Watch what's happening here. If he gets a chance to come in, and I think he will, I think Norwood will might come in and get you uh, six to ten carries, somewhere along that line, and, and get a little bit of work as he eases back into the system. But I think this is Snelling's job right now. Uh, he's a big back. That's what they want in there. And, um, you yeah. know, it, it's against the Giants. You're going to have to take a pounding. Not one guy. It, one guy is not going to be able to take a pounding against the Giants. You're going to have to do – I have a couple of guys in there, so uh, geez, bring this, it this, three. this uh this other decision here though is still got me perplexed. I'm still gonna say I bench Roddy White on that one. Uh Azuri wants us to talk about Daryl Rebus against Randy Moss, Mike, and I uh, and I'll tell you, being a Jets fan, I can speak on this. Rebus has a chance to cement his spot in the Pro Bowl with another good game against Randy Moss. If you remember last time, Mike, early this yep. season Revis held Moss to four for 24, four catches, 24 yards. If he shuts him down again, he's in the Pro Bowl. Now, let's, I think it's important to note, Welford didn't play week two, okay? Uh, the Jets have a great old line. The Pats don't put a lot of pressure on you. Sanchez, uh, he went for 160 and a touchdown last week. You're probably going to expect that again, something similar. Um, and the Pats pass defense, uh, you know, only 13 passing touchdowns to date. So, again, Sanchez isn't going to have a huge day, which means those balls between uh, Cotteri and Braylon and Keller are all going to be kind of split up. You're not going to see any of those guys have a blow-up day. I think Cotteri went four for 87, and that's before they had Braylon. Um, only three rushing touchdowns to date handed over by the Pats, but you've got this Jets run game that's first in the league with 170 rushing yards a game, Mike. That's, so what, you're, that's what I'm you're looking gonna, at. That's what, Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what that's what I'm looking at. Uh, I'm looking at the Jets. Uh, they're going to try to pound the ball with yep. uh, uh, four or five at a time, four or five at a time. Uh, Thomas Jones, I, I expect a big game out of Thomas Jones just doing this and that, uh, getting four or five at a time and catching the ball in the backfield as well. You know, just a little dinking duck. They're not going to make it a big game, if you know what I'm saying, Scott. The, uh, the Jets, they don't want to make it a fast big game. They want no, to make it no. a ball control game, like you said, and, and just uh, just be in the game, and next thing you know, they might get it done. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. Uh, Smash and Skull Monkeys, welcome to the chat room. Thanks for joining us as well uh, as CP30 in the chat room. We've got uh, we've got a good full chat room in there tonight. They are talking uh, about every lineup decision you, you, you can here. Um Mike, it is going to be a ground game for the, the Jets. They're going to try to keep the ball out of Brady's hands. This is a great defense by the Jets still. Listen, they lost this game last week against the Jags. Uh, again, they, they're, they are allowing some big plays. That's a problem. 
but they had that game taken care of. If Braylon catches that ball, he dropped it. I mean, he's known for the drop season. Yeah. He drops the two-point conversion. They would have needed a touchdown to win. A field goal would have only tied at that point, and Maurice Jones-Drew uh, would would have would uh, not have been given the the liberty to to drive in. He he still could have scored, um, but uh, they they let him have that. And then he disappointed a lot of owners last week in that big game. So yeah, uh, <laughs> and he and he I, told everybody about it too. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, he, he said yeah he said he had him, uh, but. Uh, Revis, Revis should have a good game against Moss, but he won't have as good a game as he had last time. Moss and Brady are clicking now. They weren't clicking early in the year, right? So um, it, it's going to be a it's going to be a little bit of a different story. But I'll tell you this: I do like getting five to one on my money for the Jets to win straight up. Five to one on my money for a team the caliber of the Jets, which is hungry for a win. I think I'll take the five to, five to one on the money for a money line victory on the Jets. Uh, I'll take that. Three four seven three two four five four zero four is the number. Now let's talk about uh, this uh, Indianapolis Baltimore game. We are twenty five minutes in, Mike. We are. We, we really need to start rolling through these games. I've got a lineup decision to make. It's World Championship of Fantasy Football. Why don't you guys and the crew help me out? I've got Derek Mason or Lavernius Coles. Now I'm kind of worried about uh, Derek Mason against the Colts. I do know that the, the Colts have a couple of rookie corners, and Mason's just the guy to maybe school these kids. Uh, but Brady's uh, 360 and three uh, against the Colts, kind of kind of round those numbers. Indy looks like the 21st against receivers, but they're really not. They're actually better than that. They've only allowed six non-Brady touchdowns to wide receivers for the year. So now I, I know Basin will be a little bit more involved, but think about this: Lavernius Coles, Mike. Lavernius Coles uh-huh. is playing uh, at Cincinnati against Oakland. Benson's out. At Oakland. Austin. And at Oakland, an awesome wall is going to be uh, teamed up against um, Chad Ochocinco. So I'm thinking Lavernius Coles, who's had respectable games the last couple of weeks. Well, uh, that's, he's had that's like four games for like 12, 14 points. Who's hot and who's not? Uh, Derek Mason had a pretty decent game last week, and Lavernius Coles, he's had two really good games. Who's hot and who's not? Lavernius Coles is hot. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, you got to remember Cedric Benson is out. They're going to yeah. have to go with the uh, backup running back, Bernard Scott. And uh, so that might open up the uh, passing game a little bit more for Cincinnati. So uh, in that situation, believe it or not, I think I would uh, lean toward Lavernius Coles. But uh, Baltimore at home against uh, Indy, uh, Derek Mason, now there's going to be too much Ray Rice there. Yeah, because I've got Reggie Baltimore Wayne in my lineup. I've got Deshaun Jackson in my lineup. I, I have uh, Pierre Thomas, Brandon Jacobs. Uh, Jacobs is a guy that I'm hoping cold. gets hot here, you know, in the cold weather. So i, I got to leave him in the lineup, although he's a guy I'm considering benching, to be honest with you. And I've got LT I in go, the lineup. I, I go I cold, think, basically, on the, on the fact that uh, Benson is not uh, – he's not healthy. Yeah. Well, uh, again, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Coles is a play. He, he five for sixty-seven last week. He continues to strengthen this bond with Palmer. He's getting to they're getting to know each other, and he was the most targeted receiver against Pittsburgh. Uh, he's just looking good. He's he's looking good if he's covered, if he's not, and uh, he's converting third downs. I, I like what I'm seeing out of Coles. Uh, again, four four games in a row of at least twelve points. That's consistent. Mason, yep. though, has that big play potential. And against Indy, you're going to have to pass. Let's take a call from the 609. Uh, I don't know, 609. We'll help you, but what do you think, Mason or, or Coles? 609, are you with us? 609, one more time, buddy. You're on the air, red versus blue. All right, 609 didn't want to talk, I guess, Mike. He's on there. Mike, I think I'll tell you what, what what I'd like to do is um, I'd like to answer these questions the best I could. Um, Roethlisberger or Favre from one of the guests. Roethlisberger or Favre. Uh, Let's start with that one. Mike, Roethlisberger plays um, Kansas City. Kansas City is 23rd in the league against quarterbacks. (laughs) And you've got Brett Favre playing Seattle, who is a little bit tougher, but 20th. So who do you like this week? I like Brett Favre in that situation. Uh, the reason is 
because Ben Roethlisberger, he has put up big numbers in half-two situations. This is not a half-two situation. This situation is Rashard Mendenhall all day long, and uh, he's going to have fun with him. And I don't, th- I really do not believe that uh, Ben Roethlisberger is going to be put in a situation to where he needs to throw a lot. Uh, on the other side of the thing, uh, Brett Favre. Uh, Favre doesn't have to throw a lot either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When yeah, you got Adrian he, he may, Peterson. He may, not have to throw, he, he may not have to throw a lot either, but uh, I see bigger plays happening from uh, uh, Sidney Rice than I do at Heinz Ward. So I would mm-hmm. I would lean toward uh, uh, Brett Favre in that situation. i tell you this. I think Seattle has the potential to rattle Brett Favre a little more than the potential for Kansas City exists to rattle Roethlisberger. I, I, I think that Adrian Peterson also has a chance to control the game against Seattle more so than the chance of Mendenhall controlling the game. Uh, you know, just, just because yeah, he's not sure. he's not Adrian Peterson. And uh, it's a tough call, but if you if you had that push came to shove, Roethlisberger means more means a lot to that team right now um, for leadership. And Minnesota can still really, I mean, even though Favre's in the fold, they can go on autopilot if they need to. Autopilot meaning AD uh, right. Adrian Peterson just all day. So uh, man, I, I tell you what, I I, 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 I go Roethlisberger. <laughs> yeah, I, I would still go with uh, Brett Favre on that one. <laughs> Yeah, let's well, uh, see what happens. Yeah. That, that, that'd yeah. be fun to see. That's why we're called Red versus Blue, Mike. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Some of the guys in the chat room. Um, Cole's the number three target. Mason the number one target this week. Um, we've got a couple of other. Uh, let's see. We've got another one. Kevin Walter. We've got another question in the chat room here. I just keep losing. Kevin Walter or Marion Barber flex play. Man, I'll tell you what, Mike. I've got Marion Barber in, a, in the NFFC, and he's just been absolutely horrid. Kevin Walter for Houston. Uh, he's got a, he's got an opportunity here for a huge game. Tennessee allows a lot of points against the receivers. Now they allow a lot more to their number two receivers than their number one receivers. I'm sorry, well, the other way around. Yeah. Tennessee Tennessee 21st in the league against number ones. They're seventh in the league actually against the number two wide receivers. So I expect a big day out of Andre. Walter's been a question mark. So who do you like in that? In that <laughs> I totally disagree with you, Scott. Totally Barber? disagree with you. You like Baldwin this, or Barber? This Tennessee team, first off, they were the best 0-6 team I've ever seen, and they're rattling off wins. And uh, they look real good against the Patriots the too. Absolutely, and they are they are so much better. So the stats may show what happened all year, but I would love to see what they've done in the last three games. Because hey, let's see this what, team is let, very competitive. Let, let's see what the 609 has to say. 609, you're on the air. We're still ain't waiting for that answer. Coles or Mason? <laughs> actually, more interested to talk about Vince Young, actually. B-Y. <laughs> okay. B-Y. 609 just, has a question about Vince Young. Go ahead. Let's just let's just say they run the gamut the rest of the schedule. I mean, come on. They could back into the playoffs. Is this hey, uh, Jesse Heron in disguise? No, no pressure whatsoever. <laughs> Come on, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. Tennessee has uh, turned around. Mike is the guy to talk about Tennessee. He's on the Tennessee bandwagon right now. Any anybody with Chris Johnson uh, can can control the game and run the clock. But yep. you still got this passing defense that needs a whole lot of work. They're still thirty second in the league, right? I mean, you're going to come up against. And Fisher doesn't really have much of a clue when it comes to fucking clock management, but. Yeah, so how does well, this impact you, what, you from I, a, a you fantasy know, perspective? He might, he, Jeff Fisher might not have a clue as far as clock management, things like that, but i tell you what Jeff Fisher does have a clue in. He's one of the most tenured coaches in the NFL, and that's very tough to do. And uh, he, what what he's done, he's taken an 0-16, and he's saying, "Look, we're not giving this up." And he's showing them, showing them the way to win. And I, I like what I see out of Tennessee, and a lot of people will around the NFL and fantasy football as well. What do you think the the over under is for next year, Vince Young being a Pro Bowl quarterback? Uh, uh, we're, we're getting into some real wild, wild prognostication. <laughs> 
I don't I don't know how to even answer that, Mike. But no. hey, Tennessee is, yeah. is rolling. Thanks for the call, six oh nine. Tennessee is on a roll, Mike. They uh, they've got a lot of things going for them. Uh, but they they've got a, they've got a real uphill battle playing against the Colts, playing against the Texans. These are these are teams that are going to pass the ball. I haven't really even analyzed their schedule. I really thought they were out of it. Now, could they get on a run and get hot? I, sure. You know, no, I don't think anybody's well, Scott, ever, not ever made the playoffs, playoffs from 0 and 6, right? No, no, they're not going to make the playoffs. But it, it's it's a fun story to watch uh, to watch Jeff Fisher and this team, Chris Johnson, and even Vince Young. It, it's fun to watch them see how they react to an 0-6 start and see how they come back from it. That's what's fun to watch. 347-324-5404 is the number on red versus blue. We've got about uh, 25 more minutes. We're still breaking down all the matchups. I tell you, I want to give a little bit of credit and shout-outs to the uh, the leaders at the World Championship of Fantasy Football, Golden Tornado. <laughs> He's in our NFFC Primetime League, Darren Fasich. I'd love, I'm going to get a hold of Darren this week and try to get him on the show uh, number one in the World Championship of Fantasy Football right now, so that's a that's a great accomplishment. And then you've got Manny DeJesus, uh, number one in the FFPC. We had Manny on the show last we week, Mike. On. Yeah, one he's heck on of last a player. Week. Great show. Yeah, and uh, you know we had Russ Steele on um, a, a couple of weeks ago as the leader in the FFPC. He's still in the hunt at number four in the league. I mean, we've got a lot of guys here that are friends of the program doing very very well in the world championship. Obviously, Alex Kaganowski, a.k.a. the prognosticator, uh, mm-hmm. number eight overall in the world championship of fantasy football, Mike. He is having a great year and an even better year in the NFFC. He's doing it there as well. Um, Dave Gerzak, again, tearing up the world championship of fantasy football and doing very well in the primetime league. has two teams in the top six right now, Mike, in the NFFC yeah. primetime. So these are all it's guys that are uh, – a, a big a part of, of why red versus blue is on the air, and, and they're having a very, very good year. Yeah, sure, Scott. It, it, it really is. It's a lot of fun to uh, hear the different guests that come on, and, uh, you know, I appreciate you getting a hold of them, but uh, they come on the show, and uh, there's a reason why they're doing so good. And uh, Mike, Wayne Ellis, Wayne, Wayne Ellis we had on the show a couple weeks ago, number 13 in the world championship. And he's also number five in the NFFC. I mean, these are guys that aren't just having good seasons. They're having fantastic seasons. Uh, Lou well, Tranquilli, another guy that, that we've had on our show several yep. times. Lou is number 22 overall in the world championship. I mean, we've got, we've got Nate. Look, Glenn Schroeder, king of queens. He's in our chat room right now. He's number 33 overall in the world championship, Mike. It's just it goes and on and on. It's not luck. It's not luck. These guys that these guys work hard at what they're doing, and uh, you know I absolutely love them. Have have them in the show, and uh, you know they work hard at what they're doing, and it's a great job. Okay, so let's keep going with the matchups now, Mike. I'm going to tell you real quick before we get to the matchups. Uh, a couple of injuries here. Let me just run them by real quick. Uh, again, Orton's questionable with the ankle. Sims to start. We haven't seen Sims really start a game since week three in '06. If you remember, he had the internal bleeding. Yep. He had the emergency spleen removal. Uh, listen, Denver started the season 6-0, and but since they've dropped three straight to fall into a tie with the Chargers for first place, they are in a dogfight this week against the Chargers. And I want to talk about that game here in a minute because I have LT. Marshall looks like he's ready to go. Full refs both Thursday and Friday after sitting out with that neck injury on Wednesday. He is good to go. Expect him to start and get him in your lineup. Breston's been limited all week with the knee, so we're going to have to watch that very closely if you're thinking about starting Breston in a pinch. Uh, we talked about Roddy and Turner in Atlanta, those are situations. Benson, uh, Mike, we touched on that. Man, if you had Benson, I feel so sorry for you to lose him after such a great start to the year. Mike, he did not practice with this hip yeah. all week. He's out. Go yeah, ahead and call it out. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pierre Garçon, questionable with an ankle, although he did practice fully Thursday and Friday. Go ahead and get him in the lineup if you're in a, if you're in a pinch there. Uh, I also want to talk about Todd Heap, too. Uh, didn't play with his chest injury. It's going to be sore. Uh, but you're going to, he is in the early game. He's a game-time decision for the early game. But I know a lot of you guys out here lost Chris Cooley or you lost Owen Daniels, and you need a tight end. Okay, I'm here to tell you there's a tight end. Um, Mike's got one here. Uh, Carlson, yep. if you've had him on your bench, I think this is a fantastic week to play John Carlson. Minnesota's dead last in the league versus tight ends. 
And uh, I'll tell you, Shanko, uh, Shanko might have a decent game as well. Seattle's uh, about middle of the pack against against tight ends. Mike, you had a tight end you wanted to share with everybody. Yeah, yeah, I would. Uh, Daniel Fells, uh, St. Louis. This guy has been uh, real creative. He, he's been involved in everything they've done uh, the last couple of weeks uh, that they played. I mean, he's averaging uh, about nine points uh, the last two weeks, which, you know, I mean, that's not uh, knockdown figures, but uh, he's been targeted a bunch, and uh, I'm looking at it right now. Um, Hmm. Targeted three Good. times, three for three uh, in yeah. week ten, uh, yeah. week nine by week that's eight. A, that's, a, uh, that's if you're in a that's if you're in a if you're in a real bad pinch because if you're if you're playing for a thousand dollars and you have fells in the lineup, something is wrong. But hey, if you're in a pinch and you got him in your, and you already got him on your bench, okay, maybe you starting. Dustin Keller is well, the type the, of guy the, that you well, you well, might well, be able to start the, this week. Well, Scott, the reason I say that is because uh, they're playing. You know, against Arizona, Arizona gives up the little dink and dunk type stuff. And uh, I, I I really believe that Daniel Fells is going to have a big week. And I'd like to uh, – I might check out the over and under right. on what All he's right. going to get. All right. Well, we're going – you're going on record with Daniel Fells. Daniel um, Fells. Here, here we go. Now, a couple other injuries real quick. Lance Moore <laughs> still out. Bodes well for Robert Meacham now. Meacham has been getting a little bit hot here. Start Meacham if you have him, because uh, Tampa Bay is obviously going to uh, – they allow a ton to number two and number three wide receivers. They're number one in the league against the, the – num- or they're number five in the league against number one wide receivers, excuse me. So Colston may have a tough day, and he, he hasn't been that hot. But these they give up a ton to the twos and threes, so start Meacham. He's a second-rounder, Mike, in 07. And uh, four for 72 yep. and a touchdown last week, along with a 41-yard run. That's a good day. That's that's a 20-point day. And against Tampa, you should be able to expect maybe another uh, another good day for Meacham. Reggie Bush yeah. is the bigger story, Mike, in New Orleans. Reggie Bush did not practice all week with this knee. It's the same knee he had surgery on last December to repair the cartilage. This is fantastic news for Pierre Thomas. Pierre also. Thomas. Pierre Thomas is going to have fun. That's me. I'm a Pierre Thomas owner. Pierre Thomas is going to have fun. As far as Robert Beecham, it's tough with those uh, Northern's uh, wide receivers on which one. Is it going to be Meacham? Uh, You know, it's going to be – you never know which one it's going to be because – You never know. Great great draft master players. Their their offense – it's so diverse. So uh, right now, as far as New Orleans, I would go with Breeze and uh, Pierre Thomas. As far as wide receivers, shocking. Yeah. Uh, to cocktails and dreams. What do you all make of James Casey? Again, he's a rookie, a do it all, everything type player. I was really uh, studying him pretty hard because I'm a I'm a huge dynasty player. I, I play in about seven dynasty leagues, so I scouted James Casey quite quite a bit. He was a guy that if I had enough roster space, I would roster him, and I did in several leagues. I couldn't really hang on to him that long. Uh, but now that Daniels is down, this is a great opportunity for Casey to show what he can do. He can really do it all. In the mold of um, a Matt Jones, uh, where he was a do-it-all type player, but oh, he, obviously yeah. with a much much better head on his shoulders here. James Casey's a, <laughs> a, a much better athlete. And uh, he, he could get uh, quite a bit of work in that offense, considering what Daniels used to get. Now, Mike Portis missed his second straight game due to a concussion. He's again out. Betts is getting the start. Um, I don't know what to think about Betts. You know, this kid well, has think, been around I, the I, league for a long time. If you had him, Dallas is eighth best against the run. I don't know. Maybe you're starting. Yeah, well, you have to. Uh, Betts, uh, he showed up last week, and he showed up uh, very well. Um, it wasn't maybe what you would expect out of uh, a Clinton Portis, but he still showed up. Uh, Dallas, he'll give out stuff, and um, it wouldn't surprise me to see uh, Liddell Betts uh, score touchdown, but he's not going to get a ton of yards, that's for sure. Yeah, Chicago plays Philly, and uh, Westbrook is again out, so McCoy gets the nod here, and and you've got a couple other guys, Weaver, and they're they're all going to get a little bit of work. Uh, kind of hard to say what's going to happen there. Obviously, if you have McCoy, you get him in your lineup. Full practice Thursday and Friday for the Tampa Bay trio of Antonio Bryant, Winslow, and Caddy. 
So if you're counting on them, and I am counting on Winslow to continue what he's been doing, get Winslow in your lineup. I like what I'm seeing from Josh Freeman, and Mike, I know you do too. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm looking at this uh, New Orleans uh, Tampa Bay game, and uh, Josh Freeman, they've given him the ball. They put the confidence in his hands and said, hey, here's what you can do. And the, the bottom line is he is showing that, hey, I've got I've got a team around me and I'm going to make something I was going to say it uh, happen yep, with it and uh, but uh, you know I, I'm seeing a lot of things with Josh Freeman and uh, I don't I don't think Tampa Bay can beat New Orleans but can they be competitive absolutely in this absolutely, game no yeah. doubt good 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 point Mike Sammy Morris limited all week knee sprain for a month he's been out he's going to be a game time decision. I think Maroney fumbled his chances away at this job. It's going to be Kevin Falk and Sammy Morris probably from here on out. The fact that they didn't IR Fred Taylor tells me Fred Taylor will be back uh, at some point in the season. But Sammy Morris has been limited. Watch that. Julius Jones has been ruled out, Mike, with a bruised lung. Forsett gets the nod. Let's talk about Forsett against the Vikes here. Vikes are obviously very tough against the run. They're sixth. Forsett has gained, listen to this stat, 10 or more yards on 35% of his touches. That's incredible. Wow. 10 or more yards on 35% yeah. of his touches. This kid, 123 yards on 17 carries against the Cardinals last week, five catches, 26 yards. He's a do-it-all type guy. He's 5'8", 194, short little guy from Cal, Cal Bear. He was drafted seventh round by Seattle. If you remember, he was dropped. He went picked up by Indy for a couple of games to release. Now he's back with the Seahawks. I like what I'm seeing from Forsett, and just the fact that he's getting all this work. You know he's got a terrible matchup this week against Minnesota. I think I put him in the lineup. Well, he's, you know, if, if you have to, you have to. Um, you know, it, it depends on uh, how deep you are running back wide, wide receiver-wise. But, uh, you know, if you have to put Forsett in there, then put him in there. I personally yeah. wouldn't, but, uh, you know, you might you be able to well, you know, that's another good point, Scott. He, he definitely gets some receptions and, uh, you know, coming out of the backfield. Uh, you never know. Uh, this could be a trap game for Minnesota. Who knows? Yo. Scott. Hello. Yeah, we're back with you, Mike. We had a, a short blip there. I was going to give you a um, a preview of this Thanksgiving Day special, but the audio file's not working here. Listen, gang, Fantasy Sports Channel is doing a full day of fantasy action on thefantasysportschannel.com on Thursday on Turkey Day. So once you get back home and you're, you're you're done with your turkey dinner and you brought your leftovers home, sit down at the computer, log it in, check out the shows that are going on on thefantasysportschannel.com. We have a caller from the 856. We want to know from you, before you ask your question, do you start Lavernius Coles at Oakland or Derek Mason against the Colts? Oh, man, that's a good one. I'm going to say Lavernius Coles. Another vote for Coles, Mike. Another vote Another for vote Coles. Another vote for Coles. Hey, 856, what can we do for you, buddy? How are you guys doing tonight? Better than we deserve. All right, that's a good thing, then. <laughs> All right, I need some help with my lineup this week. Okay. All right, question number one. I'm in a point-per-reception league, and I got LaDainian Tomlinson, Kevin yeah. Smith, and Forsett. I need wow. I start one of them. You only start one of those? Yeah, I got Steven Jackson as my number one this week. Okay. Okay, well, you're good there. Hey, I'll tell you what, LP is getting hot. LP. 24 for 96 and 2 last week. But listen, Denver has not the same Denver team that you see here. Now, if you just look at the pure stats, here's where the, the average guy gets a little uh, down and out here. They're 10th against the league, 10th in the league against the run. But if you look at the last three games, they've been gouged for 472 rushing yards, including, here's the kicker, 40 carries for 174 yards and a touchdown to the Redskins last week and then 173 yards to the Steelers two weeks ago. This is not the same Bronco team, Mike, that started 6-0. and And you've got LT in this discussion. Let's look at Kevin Smith. 
Kevin, Kevin Smith, Smith is intriguing in this. Oh, yeah. As far as the uh, LT, Kevin Smith, Forsett, uh, Kevin Smith, look at it. Look at Kevin Smith really strong at home. 30th against Cleveland. the run. Cleveland's 30th against the run. It's a fantastic matchup. I think at so. Detroit in the home. They need a win, and, and, and they're going to get one behind Kevin Smith. Uh, Forsett's not in this discussion, although it is PPR. It's a, it's a shade of behind these two guys here. The fact that LT has only had one good game uh, recently, I, I, go I Kevin start Smith Kevin here. Smith. Yep, Kevin yep. Smith. Go with Kevin Smith on that. All right, question number two. Uh, same league point for reception. Need to start three receivers. Colston, Hushmanzada, Antonio Holmes, Sims Walker, and Sidney Rice. Okay, that's a good one, Mike. We've got... Uh, Eight five six asking us: uh, Colston, Hoosh, Holmes, Sims, Walker, and Rice. Well, first of all, even though Colston has a tough, tough matchup against Tampa, they're number five in the league against number ones. I still start Colston. Hoosh has been very hot, and they're playing a great uh, a, a Minnesota offense, that, a defense that can be gouged uh, against the pass. Minnesota, we already covered earlier in the show, uh, allows the allows the pass pretty nicely, 26th in the league, so I definitely start Colson. I definitely start Hoosh. Holmes is too unpredictable. Sims Walker is playing a very tough Buffalo defense. Bench him this week, and then I throw in Sidney Rice because he's just on fire. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I would throw throw in uh, Sidney Rice, uh, Colson. You you have to. Um, I would be between Hoosh and Sims Walker myself. Well, and Holmes is a great matchup, but I think you're getting into a point where you're trying to overthink it with Holmes. He's a guy that's yep. way unpredictable. If you're a Holmes owner, you've seen it. Every time they look in the red zone, uh, it's either going to Ward, it's going to Heath Miller, or it's going to, to Mike Walters. Like, they never look his way. And, and when they do, it's a bad pass. So I, I think I don't I start think, I think from, and, I, and I bench from, Sims Walker this week because of the matchup. The matchup is very difficult. Well, from the red versus Blue crew, definitely uh, Sidney Rice and uh, Marcus Colston. Uh, and then uh, go from there, because uh, I still believe Sims Walker can make, some, make something well, happen. Well, sure. And he is, he is the big-time player there in, in Jacksonville. He is the guy. But there's a reason why Buffalo is – they played great competition all year, and they're the stout number two defense against the pass. And they're number one in the league versus number one wide receivers. So – I tell you what, I don't have the corner in front of me. Who's Buffalo's corner? Maybe somebody in the chat room can, can tell us. Uh, uh, good question. But I, I, I well, think... Well, I hope we gave you two of them anyway. I know yeah. McCovin, but McCovin, I believe, he got hurt. So he hasn't been yeah. recently. Yeah, and the Jags, they're going to be without starting cornerback Rasheen Mathis. Uh, so Mathis is out as well. So expect Buffalo's wide receivers to have a little bit of a better day. 856, hope we helped you. Thanks for joining us okay, tonight. Yeah, one more thing for you, too. Sure. I know uh, Sharper's supposed to be coming back this week for the Saints. Yeah. So um, would you play uh, New Orleans or Minnesota defense? New Orleans or Minnesota defense. Okay. I would, well, go, with, I would go with Minnesota's defense uh, right away. Uh, the only reason I'd go with Minnesota, they're at home playing Seattle. Uh, the chances of a shutout or giving up three points, pretty good. Uh, there's no way I could go uh, with uh, New Orleans defense, whether Sharper's back or not, because Tampa Bay, uh, Josh Freeman, they showed yeah. enough. And uh, it's I, not I, really I, even about the matchups. It's not even about the matchups for me. I've got to put. I've got to start Minnesota. They've carried me this yeah. far. I drafted yeah. them high for a reason, and I and I put them in my lineup, especially when they're at home. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks. Thanks for joining us, buddy. Thanks a lot, man. All right. You Tune in this. next week for us. Hope it helps out. Yeah, that was a caller from the 856. We're glad we had that. We've got uh, about seven minutes left here. Uh, we, we've got uh, several questions going on in the chat room. Fantasy Factor is giving out some uh, free plays for those in the chat room. Get in to the chat room, and you can uh, take advantage of that as well. Fish is with us. My man Fish from Vegas is with us. Good to, good to see you in here. Bernard Berrien limited all week with the hammy, Mike. It's a 1 o'clock game. Watch his status. He did play last week with that. And then my boy Brian Braun from Louisville did sign a two-year deal. I know, I know, man. He Packers. went crazy on the waiver wire there for a while. I mean, yeah, he did. You picked him up, and there was a couple others that picked him up. I'm, I'm going, holy cow! Now, I mean, they're going after Brian Braun. 
Let me talk about Brandon Gibson for a second. I love what I saw from Brandon Gibson. If you had a chance to pick this kid up, I watched that St. Louis-New Orleans game, pretty much the whole game, and this Gibson kid looked fantastic. He, after Burton went out for the season, like that's your boy from Kentucky. Sorry about that. Gibson right. looked fantastic, <laughs> fantastic. Seven catches, 93 yards on a team high, nine targets. He had a huge catch on fourth down for a rookie. It, it just he caught it right there at the ground, caught it. He's a he's a he's another Washington State kid. Uh, the Pac-10. These guys are, are coming through this week. He runs good routes. He's very quick. Mike. He looked like the number one wide receiver. And he continued to make play after play against New Orleans in a game that had a lot of hype surrounding the Rams because it was probably the biggest game of the year for the Rams. Ibsen looked good. And if I have him and I'm in a pinch, he has a great matchup this week against Arizona, Mike. Well, that could be. That could be. Uh, there's, there's no doubt about it. Uh, the one team that I want you to remember, uh, last year at this time, who would have thought Cincinnati Bengals would have been very good? Nobody. I want you to remember, one year from right now, the St. Louis Rams have they have all the opportunity to be very good one year from right now. Yeah, and so, I like Spagnuolo, too. Yep. I like the coaching there, and it's all about the coaching. Okay, we're still thinking about this, debating this Coles versus Mason. I'm not getting a lot of help in my chat room, crew. Come on, Coles versus no. Mason. What do we got? Um uh, uh, again, we talked about Washington and Dallas. San Francisco versus Green Bay, I want to talk about this real quick, Mike, because for those of you that have Vernon Davis, he's carried you to this uh, to where you're at right now. He's been the best tight end in the league next to Dallas Clark. And here we go with Alex Smith again, coming down this road of just looking pathetic. Vernon was targeted five times. He got three catches for 16 yards versus the Bears. Wah, wah. Be very wah, careful wah. with Vernon Davis. You've got Crabtree back stealing some looks here. And let me tell you something. Green Bay, although they're 19th versus the wide receivers in fantasy leagues, they're 29th versus number one wide receivers. They allow number one wide receivers a ton of points. Look for a big game out of Crabtree. I'm not expecting big things for Vernon Davis this week. Green Bay's number 11 against the tight ends, and he just hasn't, it just hasn't looked right. Mike, Alex Smith, it looked good for a while there for a game or two against some less than stellar competition, and now it just looks like it always did. Yeah, well, Green Bay's up against it this week. They know they have to win, keep on winning. Uh, I see Green Bay uh, winning this game pretty easy, but I also see, and I'm going to disagree with you, I also see uh, San Francisco having a fun time catching up uh, with the likes of uh, Crabtree and – Frank Gore out of the backfield, you know. So this has the potential of being, and this is another market down, this has the potential of being a high fantasy football point maker game. We've got uh, RC Techies in the chat room with us. Welcome, buddy. And Midnight Oil, tune into their show in about three minutes' time over on the fantasysportschannel.com. We've got two minutes left here, Mike. I've got a couple other games here that I want to talk about. Uh, again, Arizona at St. Louis. I'm primed up for this Kurt Warner matchup. They're Arizona's 28th against wide receivers. Avery might get hot. The Cardinals are currently 30th in the NFL, passing yards allowed per game with 15 passing TDs given away. Now, I, I told you to go ahead and start Gibson, but Avery is a, is a guy that stretches the field there as well. So, Mike, uh, I'll tell you what. I um, I want to talk real quick about Washington Dallas just for a okay, minute. Okay, go ahead. Um, yeah, uh, Chris or Chris Cole or not Chris Cooley, but uh, Jason Witten. He's been a he's been a tight end fantasy bust. Let's face it. Um, and I don't see it get getting any better uh, against Washington. Uh, it's been it's been fun to watch him, but. Uh, you know, they got Miles Austin and uh, Roy Williams. Roy Williams has continued to drop passes, but if Dallas does the right thing uh, this Sunday, they're going to run the ball, like we talked about earlier in the show, with uh, Marion Barber and Felix Jones. They're going to do whatever they need to do uh, to run the ball. And so if you're a tight end owner, Jason Witten, and if the trade deadline hadn't passed, trading, in my opinion. 
I'm getting a couple of cold plays right here at the buzzer, Mike. Coles or Mason. My world championship of fantasy football future Coles. is on the line here, gang. It's Coles or Mason. Mason's who's got me here, but I just don't like the matchup. Coles is looking good. He's got a great matchup. What do I do, Mike? It's just getting it's just What do you do? I, I don't know. How many it's seconds a, left, Scott? How fire. many seconds left? You've been listening to Red vs. Blue Sports Talk Radio, where Planet Red and Big Blue Nation collide. With your hosts, Scott Atkins and Michael Trent. Please join us next time. (laughs) Hey, Scott, you still there?